What do you think about the saying, he who enters the apocalypse with the most stuff wins? Many approach preparedness in this way, but is it the right way? Is it possible to prep with a minimalist approach? Hey, this is episode 791 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. And guys, when you subscribe to the Top Preparedness Articles, that's also a great way to support the podcast, and I greatly appreciate it. Hey, welcome to another episode. I'm glad that you're here hanging out with me. Hey, I want to give a shout out to those that left a review. I received like three or four reviews back to back, and uh, I greatly appreciate those. Uh, they mean a lot, and it also helps when other people come to the podcast and see that. So greatly appreciate that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about prepper minimalism and the reason I I started talking about this was be, or I wanted to talk about this is because of a recent trip to Philadelphia that I took for uh, a conference for work. And one of the things that well I, I got to start off with this. Minimalism has always it is always been interesting to me. And so like the the tiny homes and those types of things, I know that it would be really hard to live in one of those especially with the family, but uh, you know, I, something about that attracts me to that because I think in our lives, we just have a lot of junk and especially those of us who are, who believe in preparedness and we be believe in self-reliance, it's really easy to acquire a bunch of stuff. And I'm a person that doesn't like a lot of clutter. I, when I see, when I go into the garage and I see clutter or, you know, even if I go into my, to work and my desk is, you know, has a bunch of junk on it because I've let it just collect over the over time or, or I'm busy. And so I'm coming in with paper and I drop it down on my desk and I'm running to another meeting. And then, you know, after a while that builds up because you don't have time to clear it up and, and deal with it. You know, I guess that's one reason why I kind of like to do my notes and stuff like that digitally. And I'm not one a person who, who writes a lot of notes in a book, like a lot of my other peers that, that I work with. But that kind of lifestyle, I guess, the minimalist approach really kind of calls to me. So when I was taking this trip to Philadelphia, I really started out trying to, first of all, what can I do to not check in my luggage? And so I was looking at uh, all the different pieces of luggage that I have would not have fit, you know, so I would have had to buy another piece of luggage. So I started kind of going through this process of, okay, how can I pack? Because in my mind, I'm always packing for the trip, but I'm also thinking about preparedness. How can I be better prepared to go there? And I'm like, okay, this, this is going to be a challenge trying to do this minimalist approach with a carry on bag and then a backpack and then going through, you know, the TSA and making sure that, you know, my stuff doesn't get flagged or whatever. So I, I was going through this process. I finally decided I'm not going to do the carry on because the other people that I was going with from work, they were going to check in their bags as well. So I figured, okay, we're all going to have to check in our bags anyway. So we're all going to have to go. And, and so I can go ahead and, and go that way. But 
I still was trying to to go as as minimalist as, as possible. So I was trying to think this through and use this kind of as, as a testing ground. So one of the things is I, I didn't, for instance, I didn't, I, I took one pair of shoes, which normally I don't. And there's conferences that are here in Texas that I drive drive to. And for that one, like if, you know, I, I'm, I'm very well prepared, you know, so I have, I have the stuff that I'm going to, you know, dress in and, and all my clothes and all that kind of stuff and toiletries. But then I also have all my preparedness gear. And so I carry that with me. But on a plane, it's a little bit different. So I started like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to approach this as minimalistic as possible. And hopefully the poop doesn't hit the fan when I'm there. But if so, you know how, you know, I can, uh, you know, I'll just deal with it. So I, you know, was taking one pair of shoes. I was taking the right amount of clothes. I think I took one extra pair of socks and underwear just in case those different kinds of things, you know, what am I going to really need? And so I really kind of approached it that way. And for the most part, everything went well. I mean, there was no big issues. And when we were in Philadelphia, it's when all the smoke and stuff and issues were happening. Um, we did see some smoke downtown Philadelphia the day that we were leaving. I think that was Thursday before the July the 4th uh, week. But for the most part, everything was all right. We had some evening showers that I wish I would have had an umbrella for. I mean, it wasn't totally bad. We were able to navigate around a lot of the, the weather. So I think that went well. But it got me thinking about how to be more of a, a approach preparedness, more as a, as, as a minimalist, uh, just in, in everyday life. And I got to tell you, there was a little bit of anxiety right before the trip, the night before, uh, just sleeping, thinking about all the possible things that could happen, you know, and uh, just, you know, just your mind starts going on and on and, and playing games with you. And there's a little bit of anxiety, but for the most part, everything went well. There was no issues. We we're able to come back, but got me thinking on this track of minimalism and started to just really start to, to think about it, write some things down. So what would it be like if we approached preparedness with this minimalistic uh, or minimalism and, and we, we approached it, you know, with this, with this view in mind? So I just want to give a couple of things. I, I wrote down possibly about, I think there were about seven things just where minimalism would would help in, in approaching preparedness in this way. And so I just wanted to kind of share these things with you. This could potentially get long. I'm trying not gonna, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna try to elaborate on every single point. I think that would be crazy. I also came up with some questions maybe that we can ask ourselves when we're thinking about purchasing gear because that's where a lot of our stuff quote unquote stuff comes from is because we're, we're purchasing gear because we want to have a stockpile of whatever it, it, it is so let me kind of go through this list and then i'll talk a little bit uh, elaborate as we go all right so let's go ahead and start so one of the benefits to prepper minimalism i guess if that's the, the phrase i'm going to use here is just the the ability to use our resources efficiently so a lot of the times we acquire stuff and it just builds upon each other. And sometimes, and this happened to me, so I'm just like calling myself out at the very beginning, you're buying so much stuff. You're like, okay, I need this knife. I need this thing. I saw this on, on, on Facebook. I saw this, you know, somebody's giving me this because, um, you know, they want me to review it. And so you're, you're getting so much stuff. You're just piling it up and you lose track of everything. And so if you approached preparedness 
with this with minimalism as as you know as your your key focus here then you are going to be a little bit more efficient with your space with your time and with your money and you know I guess with the space here is that's one of the important things because everyone I always hear from everyone about how do you store this how do you stockpile this how do you have enough room for this and that's always one of those things well if you're buying a bunch of crap that you don't need that that helps to relieve that a little bit now I'm not saying that we need to approach preparedness the minimalist approach aspect with things like food and water I think that you need to really have a, a good stockpile of talking about all the other stuff that we add on to it, all the stuff that we think is, is kind of cool. So you have that space, you have that time. Uh, one of the things, if you were to approach preparedness with that minimalist approach, some people get sucked into the preparedness vortex, I guess that, you know, and the websites and the YouTube channels and all that kind of stuff is by the time you know it, you spent a whole evening going down the rabbit hole and you, you don't have anything other than, than a little bit of entertainment to show for it. So I think a little, being a little bit more purposeful would be great to help with your time, right? If you were approaching it with like, okay, my time is very valuable. And so I want to approach it with the things that I really need. And then of course, money, because it's very easy to spend a whole lot of money really, really fast with all the stuff that you think you need when it comes to preparedness. Another aspect of this is you start to prioritize then multi-purpose items, because then that helps to uh, you know, when, you, when you're buying something like I can use this for this and I can use this for this and you start going through that aspect of it and you realize that, okay, there's some things that maybe it's a one-time use. Do I really, really need it? And there's, again, there's some questions that I'm going to ask you here. I'm going to talk a little bit about them at the end. I'm also going to paste them into the, to the notes so that you can go and, and take a look at them yourselves, because there's a lot of them that I kind of came up with. And maybe you just, you know, I just talk about a few of them. So really, so one of the, the, the first aspects of, of minimalism here for preparedness is the fact that you can, uh, you know, use your resources efficiently and, and, and by resources, I'm talking about your time, you know, the space that you have in your home, wherever you are, you know, I mean, people talk about, you know, using crawl spaces to put up, you know, food and, and hiding things under your bed. And, and I'm, I'm good with all of that kind of stuff, but is it because we have so much junk that we're not using our time, our space, our money efficiently? All right. Number two, as far as, you know, approaching preparedness with this minimalistic approach, uh, would be the fact that you can be a little bit more mobile and you're a little bit more flexible. You learn these, you have these abilities to be able to do this. So when you approach it with with preparedness, with minimalism, you're saying that, hey, I can adapt to these various circumstances. And so sometimes we we tend to, to plan and I'm a big believer in planning and you know that I've talked about that many, many times, but we approach it in like single events. Like, okay, here is my preparedness plans for a hurricane. Here are my preparedness plans for a flood. Here are my preparedness plans for, you know, the EMP, the terrorist attack, the grid going down, all these different kinds of things. But, you know, one of the things that I've always said is preparedness is universal. So a lot of the things that you're going to use for the hurricane, or it's going to be the same things you use for a blackout. 
and and some of the same skills that you use when you're in a hurricane are going to be the same skills that your knowledge that you need for a blackout. So when you start to approach this uh, preparedness with this minimalistic approach, then you're a little bit more free to realize is like, hey, I can adapt and I have these different situations that might happen, but I can easily adapt whatever I know about this situation. I can adapt it to my other situations. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, you start to, uh, you're, you're able because you feel like you have the, the, the knowledge and the skills and you are a little bit more flexible, you can move more quickly in an emergency. Imagine thinking about all the stuff that you have and then having to, to leave, like, what do you pick? And I know everybody has the bug out bags and everybody has, you know, that kind of thing going on. But you think about like, if you were having to, to leave very quickly, what, you know, you want to be able to, to be very mobile. And so the fact that you are able to be flexible and mobile and you're, you're able to uh, move in this, in this realm then you're able to make decisions a lot faster and you're able to move a lot more quickly because you're not dealing with all the baggage of all the stuff that you have. You're relying more on yourself and what you have on the inside. That leads to number three, which would be simplified decision-making. So if you are you're approaching preparedness with this minimalistic approach, then you're not you're not coming up with all these elaborate things like okay I'm going to use this piece of gear here and that piece of gear there you're able to streamline those decisions and you're able to make those decisions a little bit more quickly because when you're in an emergency situation you know the the time that you spend in it is going to be very important you know and how fast you're able to move and so you might have something like, you know, standardized checklist that you're able to go through. And because it's not all about the stuff that you are acquiring and all these elaborate plans that you're cooking up, then these these plan, these checklists that you have, you're able to go through them very quickly and you're able to expedite whatever you need to expedite to be able to move into, you know, that that the the second part of that emergency is able to to get through that and be able to push through that embracing that that minimalistic approach gives you a little bit more confidence in 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 your decision making because you're able to you're, you're not weighed down by all the other stuff that is there and i think that's really important you know like when you when you are hungry and you go to to your kitchen and you have the choices of a thousand different things like, okay, I really want that. I really want that. I really want that. But you know, it's like, okay, what, what are you going to do? And so you, sometimes you're, you're, you're caught off guard by all the choices that you have. But like, if you went to the, and maybe that's not a, a great choice, right? Maybe, maybe it would be like if, if you were going and you were buying, um, Oh my, oh my gosh. I don't even want to say that here. Okay. Let me, let me try something else. Let's say you're buying a, a, a new tent and you go to the sporting goods store or you go to Amazon and you start reviewing and you start, you know, all these different things. And this one has this feature and this one has this feature and this one has this zipper here that, man, that would be really cool. And so you have all these different things and you're paralyzed by the decisions that you're making here, as opposed to like, man, I just need a tent. And so I need a tent that meets my needs. And so, 
you're able to make the decisions a little bit more quickly. And so maybe I'll go with the tent, <laughs> the tent thing there, as opposed to some of the other things I was thinking about. But when you are approaching preparedness with, with uh, this minimalistic approach, you, you're able to simplify your decisions and you're able to like, hey, what do I have and what am I able to apply in this situation? One of the big things that I think is important is this uh, reduction of clutter and stress. And I think that is when you start approaching preparedness this way or if you decide to approach it, I think this, this, really, I, this is the one that really speaks to me. I've already talked about that at the very beginning is you have more space in, in the clutter and stuff. I mean, those of you that have been prepping for a long time, you have that closet that is full with preparedness stuff. I know you do. I'm talking right to you. Or you have a garage filled with a corner of your garage or shelves on your garage, or you maybe even have a room completely dedicated to preparedness and you just have a bunch of stuff in there and you walk in there and like, okay, where do I start? You know? And so you want to be able to live a little bit more clutter free so that you're able to feel comfortable. I mean, for me, less clutter is it it brings that stress level down because I can look at places. I'm like, okay, this is nice and clean. It's clutter free. I'm not trying to look at all the stuff that I have there and make sense of it. And then it also speaks to the fact of just being organized. So I love, you know, my friend Linda Lusley over at Food Storage Moms has a great, you know, organization and she talks a little bit about that, but spending, that takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to think about how am I going to organize my preparedness items and so that I can get to them quickly. Because if you have that preparedness closet or you have that preparedness room where you've just been accumulating stuff throughout the years, you don't know where things are. And, you know, or you see something online, you're like, hey, that might be a good thing to have. You, you buy it and then realize later on you've purchased it before because you, ju- you just can't find it. So I think a lot of this is really speaks to me because it, it does away with all the clutter and all the, the stress that the clutter brings along with it. It also would speak to the fact that maybe you would inventory a little bit more. So if you're able to see your things a little bit more easily, whatever it might be, your preparedness, even if we're talking about food, water, your gear, the things that are, you know, the, the things that you put in that preparedness uh, list, then you're able to look at that and say, okay, I can go through my checklist. And so maybe one of the things that is important to you is having communication in a radio, So you're able to look at that. You're able to charge up the batteries. You're able to use it. You're able to spend time with it versus I've got this means of communication. I have this means of communication. I have this means of communication. I got like five different things, you know, ways that I can communicate with. And you don't really spend any time getting to know those things or getting to use them, getting them out of the box, all those different kinds of things. And so instead you're like, okay, I'm going to be really good on this this one thing, this one mode, and this one mode maybe is, is very versatile. For instance, you get a, a ham radio and you're able to dial into other frequencies to be able to listen to, to other things other than just, you know, just ham radio, right? You're able to, to get uh, weather information. You're able to get, you know, other uh, frequencies that will help you there. And so I think all of that plays into a part. So reducing the clutter and the stress that we all deal with when we have so much junk is is a great benefit. One of the other things that you know when we approach 
uh, preparedness in, in you know with this minimalistic view is is you're going to have a financial savings because then you're approaching it with okay the things that I really need the things that are really important I'm not going to buy junk and so it promotes that smart financial decision because you're like I, I don't want to add to my clutter. I don't want to add the junk. I want to make sure that I'm buying things that are, you know, going to really pay off. And so I'm going to avoid those unnecessary expenses where just those, those, you know, those panic buying moments or that, Hey, I see I'm running up on this cool piece of gear. I'm going to go ahead and jump in and buy it. And so it's, it's more like I, I can look, maybe you have a list of like things that you need to buy. And so you're able to go off of that list but you're able to make better decisions because you're running it through the filter of minimalism and you're able to invest in quality supplies. You know, there's a lot of junk out there on the market. And, you know, when preparedness was in its heyday back in the day when things were just like everybody and their grandmother were selling preparedness items, um, there's just so much junk out there and so much junk that kind of flooded the market and it really wouldn't last. And if you weren't using it, you wouldn't know it. If you're depending on it for, uh, you know, for an emergency, then you bust it out during an emergency and then you go, go for it. And it's like, okay, this thing wasn't, wasn't all it cracked up to be. See, and so it's, that's, that's really important there. But then, you know, I, I think for me, the, being frugal and being smart with your finances, especially in the day and age that we live in right now. I mean, this kind of really speaks to me. And then this is really kind of the important piece to this is like, if you don't have the, the gear, right? So like I, I am purchasing this piece of gear because it does something that I'm not able to do. But if you have knowledge and skill, so approaching preparedness with this minimalistic approach encourages your need to grow in your skills and in your knowledge. And that's going to be very important. And one of the, I I wrote an article on this, I guess it's an accompanying article. I'm not really hitting everything in this article, but one of the points that I brought out in that article is like bushcrafters. And one of the first, the first videos that I kind of remember that's kind of burned in my mind well, a lot of the times the bushcrafters will create what they need out in the field. So they have minimalistic packs. They go out there and they, they're able to create whatever they need. And so one of the guys that I loved to watch back in the day, and I actually found the video and I'm going to include it in the article, was Lonnie from Far Bushcraft or Far North Bushcraft, Survi- uh, Bushcraft and Survival. And so he is up in Alaska. So I went to go look for this this one video that he created and man, I, I didn't realize it was a, it's 11 years old and you know, YouTube tells you how old a, a video is uh, when you, when you start watching it. And I'm like, man, this is 11 years old, but it, it just really burned in my memory. And so what it is, is he creates a buck saw and you can carry a buck saw into the bush, right? Into the woods if you want. But uh, you know, he, he shows you how to make one. And so he carries around a smaller saw, like a hand saw. And then the fact that he's able to carry that affords him the ability to make a bigger buck saw that will cut bigger pieces of wood when he's out there. And so he um, he carries around a buck saw blade in this PVC pipe that he has kind of cut down to length. He's cut a slit in there. So he's able to put the saw blade in there so that it doesn't cut anything in his pack or anything. And so it's just a, you know, just a a little piece of pipe. 
and he has he ties the the string around there and the whole deal and so he just kind of walks you through he cuts a couple of pieces of wood and he shows you how to make this buck saw which allows him to cut bigger pieces of wood if he was building a shelter or for you know building a fire or whatever it might be that little handsaw that he has gets him started but he's able to just and that's a really light wood you know really light handsaw that he's carrying around but uh, the buck saw just is, is a game changer out there. And so when you're, when you have the skill to be able to do that, it takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of practice and all those different kinds of things. But when you have that skill, it keeps you from having to uh, carry around the bigger buck saw and the same kind of idea you can apply into your preparedness is like if you have the knowledge and skill to replace a piece of gear or to replace you know something else out there you don't need five different ways to make fire if you have one or two ways you know that that you really skilled at and you're able to do it so it prioritizes um, your ability to be self-sufficient and to be able in, in knowledge and skills over possessions and I think that's really important, right? So part of that is you've got to gauge the, you know, we talked about you're your protecting your resources like time and, and, and space and money and all that kind of stuff. But then that means that if you are acquiring knowledge, then you are using your time very wisely to get the knowledge that you feel you need for your own preparedness, not just watching everything that's out there on YouTube. You're being very, very purposeful. And then maybe you're also investing in specific knowledge and skills. So you're investing in taking a class on uh, herbalism. You're taking a class on foraging. You're taking a class on you know whatever that might be to maybe even finances, right? A lot of the times we don't, uh, maybe you take that Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, or I think they've changed the name or whatever, but you spend time and money to take that course to be better prepared financially. And so you focus on knowledge and skills. And I think that's one of the big things that, that really speaks to me here is that if you have that knowledge and skill, you don't have to, if you know how to purify water, if you know how to, uh, to filter water out there with you know, what, the things that you can find, that really speaks to the need that you don't have to carry around a whole lot of water when you're out there. And so anyway, not saying that water storage is not important or carrying water is not important, but it makes a big difference out there when you have the knowledge and skills. And then lastly, it overall, this, this, the whole reason why we're into preparedness is we want to be more self-reliant. We don't want to depend on the government or we know that the government's not going to come through or if they come through, they're going to come through really, really late, you know, and by that time the, the emergency is over or other people have stepped up or, uh, and that's if that's even a possibility. We want to be more self-reliant. We want to be able to rely on ourselves and our ability to get us through a situation and uh, to get our families through a situation. So ultimately, this, this minimalistic approach helps us to be more self-reliant because it, it, it puts more focus on skills and knowledge and acquiring the, ge the gear that is more valuable and maybe more versatile than just the junk that we wind up getting right? We rely on the tools that are important. 
and the gear that is important. And maybe it promotes creative problem solving and adaptability. You're able to like, okay, I, I know how to use this. I know how to do that. And so I've seen this before in this area. So now I can, and I've experienced it in this area. Now I can ap apply it over here, right? And so again, like I said, the preparedness is universal. Some of the things that I'm going to use in a hurricane, right? Because I live down here in the Gulf, the things and, and the knowledge that I have about, you know, getting through a hurricane, maybe when the power goes out and all that kind of stuff is the same type of things I'm going to use when I am in a blackout and the same type of gear and the same type of things, you know, the, the understanding that I have of how things go down. Ultimately, that the, the, the desire to be more minimalistic in your approach in, into preparedness then that spawns the idea that, okay, I need to be more self-reliant. I need to grow in my self-reliance. I need to be able to, to, to get through that. I gave you seven things there and kind of elaborated more on some than the others. But I wanted to just give you a couple of questions here. And I'm not going to go through all of them because I, I know I'm getting a little long here already. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple of questions that maybe you can ask yourself when you're thinking about maybe purchasing something, uh, a piece of gear and like, Hey, is this valuable to yourself for, for you or for your family, for your preparedness? And then I'm going to put the rest of them because each one of these has multiple, multiple questions that you can kind of ask yourself and kind of go through. So the first one is functionality. Does the gear serve a practical purpose in my preparedness plan? Right? So whatever gear that I'm buying, these are, again, these are questions that you're asking yourself about, you know, what you're purchasing uh, just to add to your preparedness, because we want to make sure that we're just not just adding a bunch of junk and we're creating that room full of clutter. So does this gear serve a practical purpose in my preparedness plan? Or is it just, is it something cool that you want? Will this gear significantly enhance my ability to survive or thrive during emergencies, right? So will it significantly enhance then let's jump down to quality. So is this gear durable and built to last in demanding situations? So if, if, you know, we're going through this, this idea, I'm looking at this gear, is it quality gear or is it junk? I'm looking at the reviews and a lot of the times there's a lot of reviews on Amazon and different places that are fake. I, I try to look at like the, the three and the four star reviews and see what people say about that. Um, and try to negate all the reviews like oh, the packaging was was torn up or the box was was bad or this came late okay that's not the fault of the you know the the people that that package it that's that's like amazon's fault or whoever you're buying it from so is the gear durable and built to last in demanding situations like if you take it out and you start pounding with it whatever is it, is it gonna you know go through all of that uh, is the gear from a reputable brand known for producing reliable products? I think that's important. Like you want to make sure that you're buying something from someone that has a little bit of history out there, as opposed to this, this one thing that you just kind of start, you know, saw and it just kind of kicked up and like, okay, this looks cool. And then it's going to break with, you know, five minutes worth of use. Another topic when you're asking yourself, okay, questions to purchase something for your preparedness is the versatility of it. So can this gear fulfill multiple functions or adapt to various scenarios? So I think that's one of those things that that's important. One of the things I wrote in my article was like a dry bag. And I don't know why this came up in my mind, but like a dry bag. And so a dry bag you could use for 
keeping your your items dry in your pack for instance if you had to go through water or you were rained on or whatever there might be things that you do not want to get wet but at the same time is that dry bag could be used to move water so let's say you're at a campsite and you need water you can go uh, and you, you need a filter or whatever but you can go and you can grab water because it is airtight and watertight you can grab water with that more than you maybe you can in just your you know your water bottle that you have and so i think that that's important Another question here is, can this gear be used across different preparedness scenarios or situation? You know, is it is it a piece of gear that is for a specific emergency? And, you know, there might be a need for that. You know, I, I can't think of something right now, but there might be a need for something like that. Or can it be used across different scenarios? If you buy a, if, if I go out and buy a generator, I'm going to be able to use that in different scenarios across, you know, across preparedness. And then the last set of questions that you can ask yourself is, is around necessity. Is this gear essential or does it duplicate functionality I already have? Those of you that like to collect knives, I mean, I love to you know, I see a knife and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be really cool to have. But I have so many knives now. That's one of the question that I, questions that I ask myself. Does this knife do what, you know, something else that my other knives that I have you know, don't do, right? And a lot of the times, like you can uh, justify it like, well, this knife will do this and that and whatever. And, and I'm like, you know, it's like really when it boils down to it is like, does it duplicate the functionality? And so I have stopped myself a lot, you know, in the last three or four years from buying any new knives, because I kind of ask myself that question, like, do I really need it? Is it going to do something different than what I already have? And then the other one is, will this gear be regularly used or sit unused in my inventory? And so that's, you know, that's one of those big things that like, is it, is it, as I'm, am I just buying it? to put it up for the EMP? Am I just buying it for, you know, the emergency or is it something that I can use on a regular basis that, um, that will, that will benefit or use across different emergencies, right? So there's a lot of other questions that you can kind of ask yourself to go through. If you're somebody who just seems to pull the trigger and buy things again, if you are, if you have the money to do that, hey, more power to you. If you have the space to do that, more power to you. If you have the time to do that, more power to you. But there's some just some ideas of that preparedness uh, approach to minimalism. Am I going to jump full into minimalism and am I going to throw away all the stuff that I have or give away? No, I am not. But I think coming from this attitude helps me to make better decisions. I hope that makes sense. Like makes it helps me to, to make better decisions about where I'm spending my money about what I'm adding to the gear that I have in my home, what I'm adding to as far as the time that I'm spending. You know, am I spending way too much time in this preparedness thing and and uh, wasting time with family or wasting time in some other thing that I should be giving, you know, working around the house or doing something along those lines. And so I think it, that really speaks to me there and it will help me to make better decisions. I hope it makes you or helps you to make better decisions. And again, I want to end with this. I'm not talking about a minimalistic approach when it comes to like food storage and water storage. I think that those two things are in, in first aid. I think those two things are things that you can't, uh, 
you you just can't minimalize on <laughs> i guess that's the is that a word is that a way to, to phrase that is you can't skimp on you you want to make sure you have the food and i know people are like hey if you're if you're using bushcrafting a lot of those bushcrafters uh the ones that have been doing for a long time they know what things that they can eat out in the wild and you're right if things are growing but in the winter time you don't see a lot of that right you don't see them doing a lot of foraging and making little salads and things like that out in the woods and there are things that they can find and, and, and stuff that they can wind up eating, but you're not going to be eating really well. That's not sustainable. So I think food, water, first aid are going to be things that you, you definitely want to stock up on and you want to you know, put your, your effort into that, you know, your money and your space into that, those things, because, um, no, those are things that you're always going to use regardless. Those are going to be things that are going to be, uh, go across different emergencies, whatever they might be. So I hope that was helpful for you. Don't forget, I'm going to link, uh, all these other questions, if you want to go take a look at them, maybe you can copy and paste them. Uh, maybe I'll put them in the article as well. I haven't released the article. I don't know if it'll be released by the time I, it'll probably, yes, it'll be released by the time I release this episode. And so uh, I'll link to it over on uh, Ready Your Future as well. You can go check that out over there. Well, guys, that is it for episode 791. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this one. If you found this episode valuable, I know I was kind of all over the place with uh, with some of this, but I think it's I, I think it's a very valuable idea and attitude to have. But if you found it valuable, I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. I mean, that's just really the the thing, right? You want to make sure you keep getting the Ready Your Future podcast in your podcast catcher. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list. When you do, I'm going to send you the blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. You also get the Saturday prep that I send out every Saturday morning. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.